we want to quickly consider the significance of Jesus' resurrection. The significance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Shall we pray together? Lord, we ask that you take control of this hour again. That Lord God Almighty, the time we are going to spend on the expansion of your word will not be a wasted time. But Lord God Almighty, you bless our hearts. You increase our faith. You make us all of a father and a God to know that what we have embraced is the true one. Not something that we are guessing, but something that we know. Something we are sure of. And Lord God Almighty, may the evil one never deceive us to sell it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me first start this message by identifying the greatness of a Lord that we are celebrating today. I know that we celebrate him every day, every, every day, not only on Sundays, but especially we have chosen to remember his resurrection on the Easter day like this. I want to top some of these things that I'm going to mention now from what Rick Warren said not too long ago. The first thing that we need to know about Jesus is this. Jesus Christ never wrote a note or left a memoir of himself. He never put anything down as something that the disciples should remember. The only time we ever heard of him writing something down was when he bent down at the accusation of that woman caught in adultery and he was writing on the ground. But let me tell you this. Nobody has ever been written about as we have of Jesus. Nobody. John the disciple said something at the close of his gospel. And he said, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were to be written one by one, I suppose that even the world could not contain the books that will be written. And he put it, Amen. Till tomorrow, we'll be writing about this unique personality. So unique. So wonderful. Everything that is written by the grace of God is true. Secondly, Jesus Christ never composed a hymn or a song. And guess what? There is no other person or other topic under the sun that has been sung about than that which we sing about Jesus. Inspiration is always coming. 
and the spirit will always give people that wonderful inspiration to to sing about jesus and i know that he is truly he who who actually lives and who was dead and behold is alive forevermore amen jesus christ never posed for any picture any photo any photograph nor was there any sculpture carved concerning him when he was alive he had no time for that but of all the things that of all the pictures that you actually see concerning those who put themselves in power and will want every office to hold it no picture can exceed that which actually we have concerning jesus in homes all around the world the picture of jesus brings peace when you see it and i know also that indeed we have carved so many things about him we have carved so many things about the cross and whatever is actually associated with jesus why he is the lord and must be reckoned as such then again jesus christ did not travel more than about 100 miles away from where he was born once he rode on a donkey he always walked and today every nook and cranny of the planet earth we can see his disciples there that shows that indeed he has caught across tribe language and culture it is not about hey i'm arab therefore i'll be what even among the arabs we have christians when i knew that in the communist country as you know so embraced by china is that christians are there the first day i saw it i think i told you about this i was shedding tears of joy fervent in serving the lord why because jesus is for the whole world for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life may i say to the church today the person standing before you became a christian by grace by grace because where i hailed from to be a christian huh, is so hard and for me to be a pastor <laughs> you know what you can hardly hear of it but i thank god because i'm not the only one coming from that town or village who has embraced christ and become his pastor i thought that i will have two of my elderly cousins here because they called me yesterday and said that they will be in church today probably they are seated somewhere i don't know but i want to tell you this these two cousins of mine 
actually came from a compound called Ile Imole. Now they are for Christ. Only grace can make that happen. Now, literally, Ile Imole means uh, the Muslim compound. To be a Christian there, be ready to die. But this one's embraced Jesus and they know the joy of serving the Lord. I would like for us to actually sing a song. Huh? Hymn 177. Huh? Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that Amen. Grace did not elude you. That is why you embrace Christ as your Lord and Savior. And today, we are talking about the fact that our faith in Christ can never be in vain. As we come back to the topic, may I actually say something about this? That not every church in the universe uh, celebrates the annual holiday as we do today. The word Easter, for instance, appears only once in the Bible. And it is only in one version of the Bible. It is in the authorized King James Version that you'll find Easter there. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 12, verse 4, the authorized kingdom, the King James Version, if you can put it there, okay? No, not new King James. Not new, good. You see that? And when he had apprehended them, he put, apprehended him rather, he put him in prison and delivered him to four uh, quaternions, quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after what? Easter. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people who actually was arrested, Peter. That is the only time you find the word Easter. And that word actually stands also for Passover. And then we see that the celebration of Easter really probably began around second and third centuries. And um, churches like the church in Jerusalem do not celebrate Easter till today. 
because they believe that indeed every day should be a day of Easter. Every day should be day of um uh what do you call it? Christmas. Christmas. Every day should be a day that we remember the death of Christ. And we need not in any way have a special day for it. Well, I believe that they are actually going about this concerning what Paul himself wrote in Galatians chapter 4, verses 9 to 11. But that notwithstanding, let us continue our celebration because we believe that what we celebrate is a reminder of the fact that it happened. For our benefit, let me remind us again about the significance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we want to start from asking a negative question. A negative question. What if Christ had not been raised from the dead? What would have happened to us? Now, we have read through the Gospels and we have found that the testimonies that we have in the Gospels will actually make us to know that Jesus Christ truly resurrected. But I want to say something. When you hear this test testimony of those who are following Christ and they are saying this to you, the possibility is there to doubt. To doubt them. But I want to remind you of someone who actually was against Christ and his church until he met the resurrected Christ on his own way to Damascus. Saul could be reckoned with as the Boko Haram of today. The leader of the Boko Haram of today. But when he met with Jesus, oh, everything came through concerning him. And I asked the question, what would have happened if Christ was not raised? Paul himself gave us the answers to this particular question and can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Please tell it on to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll read from verse 14. 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 14. And I read, and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes. And we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. Then also, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ. Guess what? We are of all men the most pitiable. The answer to this question actually is this. If Christ had not risen, our gospel is in vain. 
of all the religions in the world, only the Christians can actually say that they are serving a living God. I know that some people actually may find it uh, not too well to, 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 uh, to just, you know, take. And I'm not trying to destroy any other religion or to make them uh, a saver, you know. They are worthless. No, I'm not trying to. Ah, when you find Jesus Christ, then you will see that the only way to God is Jesus. Then again, we see that the gospel, the good news that we have actually been telling since we are talking about the birth of Christ will all be in vain. In vain. What about our faith? Our faith is in vain according to the scriptures. Our belief will be empty and meaningless. Our faith will be a lie. A story of make-believe. Our faith will actually not be true. How can you have faith in something that has not kept his word? That cannot keep his word? Ah, no, sir. The testimonies of the apostles will have been false. They hammered on things that actually they, they heard about Jesus. And they had the authority to now boldly say it because Christ truly was raised from the dead. They saw him for 40 days. He appeared to them in many instances for 40 days. And I know that indeed this proves the fact that they were not seeing a ghost. They were seeing him. They saw him when he ascended to heaven. And he was telling them what to expect. And lo and behold, what he told them after he rose from the grave also happened. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. This is what has happened and what has made you and me to come to know Jesus. Then we know also that the Bible says that we will still be in our sins. We will still be in our sins. Because if Christ had not risen from the dead, then the sacrifice of Christ would not have actually been satisfactory to God. Then we'll be looking for somebody again to die for us. And that is why, you know, I find it so ridiculous to see that in some part of the country, of, 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 sorry, in, the, in some part of the, of the, of the world, people still go on, uh, Easter, uh, on Good Friday to nail themselves on the cross. I don't know who they are dying for. Sincerely. Christ is a sufficiency. The death of Christ on the cross of Calvary took away our sins. The forgiveness of our sins came through him. And because he rose from the dead, 
that actually became authentic. Then again, death will still hold us captive forever. If Christ had not risen from the dead, you remember very well that the fear that Adam and Eve had was that they would die if they disobey God. And Satan came to deceive them. You will not die. You only know like God. And the fear of death is still gripping us today. Making us to be so afraid of the devil. In fact, some people will think that actually that the devil has the power to kill. No, sir. Every power belongs to Jesus because he conquered death. He conquered Satan. He conquered everything that is negative concerning those who actually will, will believe in, in Jesus. Then again, Christians should be the most pitied people. What actually will be the basis of our faith if Christ had not risen? I believe sincerely that we'll just be like every other religion. The founders of all other religions, you know, are dead. Only Jesus is alive. Some years ago, when I was actually so, so young and uh, naive, in a Muslim town, I wrote something on the cardboard and I put it in my father's living room. If your God is dead, try mine. Jesus lives. Sincerely, some people took offense because I reminded them of the fact that yes, only Jesus is the one that has actually said something and kept it. Jesus is the one who defeated death and never to die again. Every other religion, even our sister religion, believe very much that uh, Christ is the only one coming out of everyone that they call a prophet call him a prophet call him a, 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 a teacher rabbi whatever it is but we know that he's more than a prophet he is the son of the living God and so we can testify to this and say that Jesus Christ is alive children of God because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead you have your justification already verified. Your justification is intact. Why? The Lamb of God was slain and the forgiveness of sin came through him. Whoever will come to him, he said, you are no longer condemned. But whoever will not believe in him is condemned already and we can only be forgiven by someone who has the power to do exactly what he has said therefore I stand before you this morning that your faith in Jesus Christ has actually made you whole and saved the demonstration of the power of God is available to Christians because Jesus Christ is alive. 
A life free of sin can be lived by us. We need not sin deliberately again. The power to resist sin, the power to overcome sin, the power to actually say no to the devil has been given to us. That in the name of Jesus, we know that every other knee must bow. So you have the power. You have the power to command the devil. Why? Not the power in you as a, as a person, but the power of Christ in you. Satan has his tricks. And none of us can actually defeat him on our own. On our own, is one, is older than us. Two, is more clever than us. And he knows all the tricks that actually would take to follow us and laugh at us. But in Jesus' name, we are more than conquerors. That is the power we have because of the resurrection. We have the power to actually have the hope concerning our own resurrection. Children of God, this life will not end here. We will be translated when death will come. And the death of the body is actually inevitable. The word of God tells us that this mortal body cannot inherit immortality. This perishable cannot inherit Im imperishable. This corrupt body cannot inherit incorruption. We need to actually know this, that this body that is so weak that God said that it will return to dust, will return to dust. But the essence of us will live forever. And by the grace of God, we will not experience the second death. Then again, resurrection demands our complete loyalty. Resurrection demands our complete loyalty. Loyalty to who? To Jesus. Loyalty to him because we know that indeed he is the savior of the world. He is now the master of our lives. When you come to meet him as your savior, you now surrender to him as your master. He is savior and master. And that is what we, we, I mean, we miss the point as Christians. Don't just see him as your savior. See him as your master. See him as the one who has the right to tell you what to do and for you to jump at it. The service that actually we bring to God must be because we know him. We cannot in any way, as I said before, willfully sin. We cannot serve any other God but him alone. Him alone. I pray that whoever actually has any idol that you are still trusting. I used to know somebody who actually would go to church and sing praises to God and would raise hands up and so on and so forth. But under the bed, she had a lot of juju. And one would say that, why should this be? Why? I'm praying that none of us is in a witchcraft 
I'm praying that none of us is, is in the occult. I'm praying that none of us actually is engaged in something that is beyond what God himself will approve of. I'm praying that none of us has done any sacrifice that is abominable to God. I'm praying that none of us has gone to seek power from someone somewhere else. In fact, I'm praying that some of, none of us will go to somebody because you have a problem and you say that, oh, there's a man in Sokoto, there's a man in Maiduguri, there's a man in your state. And you go there seeking for what? I'm praying that by the grace of God, your faith will hang only on Jesus because your loyalty must be to him. If you see the things that we do in this, on this earth, even in our establishments, in our companies, do you know that if you work in the Coca-Cola industry and they see Fanta in your refrigerator, you can be sacked? Do you know that? Oh, is it Pepsi? Uh, no, I know. I know what actually you mean. You know what? Hey, hey. If the Coca-Cola company should bring um, their refrigerator to your uh, kiosk, huh? and they come there to inspect and find maybe Pepsi or 7-Up or what? Huh? Is it 7-Up? Uh-huh. And so on. Inside that refrigerator, they will take their fridge away. Why? Because it's meant for the product. If man can actually have such a thing uh, to go by, let me tell you what Jesus Christ is not in any way uh, going to look at you with, 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 with uh, uh, a simple eye when you have derailed and gone to another master. He wants you to be pure, he wants you to be for him. He is a jealous God. And by the grace of the Almighty God, I pray that you will not fail him. He wants you to know that he has conquered curse because of you. He has given you victory over death. Now, the resurrection, the last one that I want to bring out is this. The resurrection actually makes us to know that every word that Jesus Christ has spoken is what? True. If he said concerning himself, I will be killed, I will die, and on the third day I will rise again. And lo and behold, they arrested him. They killed him without any, 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 any fault found in him. And on the third day, as he said, he rose again. No one has ever done it. No one can ever do it. And by this, you must trust that he who said something about himself and brought it to pass will do yours also. If a man wants to give you a shirt, they say that you first look at the one that the man is wearing. If the shirt is torn huh, on the collar, know that you are going to have what? A torn shirt. 
Jesus Christ is more than a shirt. I found something so alarming in a Facebook concerning a man who decided to, to desecrate the Bible. We're told that he tore a page of the Bible and used it to wrap his weed in order to smoke. Maybe some of you saw it. How many of you saw it? Oh, you, uh, you're okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? This man put the weed uh, in their hem, in his mouth, and struck the match and lighted it only for the thing to explode in his mouth. Why? He used the Bible, the Word of God. You think actually that is a coincidence? I've heard of someone in the north who because of his hate for Christ and his church and anything that actually belongs to the church tore the pages of the Bible and went to the toilet in order to use it as tissue. After cleaning himself, he started bleeding profusely. God in action. Whatever is written here is true, reliable, and the final authority for mankind's life. Believe it, receive it, and live it because it is the testimony of God concerning his relationship with man. God in Christ the hope of the world. Let's bow our heads in prayer.